So Stephen Malcolm is a multi-award-winning faith-driven hip-hop artist, his fabulously multicultural background, and his music has streamed more than 70 million times, which to me says we've got to get to know the guy. So Stephen, uh, hello, how are you doing? And I'm blessed. I'm blessed and highly favored. <laughs> blessed and highly favored. How about yourself? Fine and fabulous. Thank you very much. Listen, yeah. I know the biography, okay? We get the wikis and we see your your website and all of those places. But I want to know, who's Stephen Malcolm at home with no glasses on? Nah? The Stephen Malcolm with no yeah. shoes on before the first cup of coffee, the guy who's himself. Who's that Stephen Malcolm? Oh, man. He is a father. He is a husband. So that means, yeah, a full plate man, but I'm blessed because it's just full circle. Like, I feel like someone who is given what I'm given, um, at the end of the day, if I got breath in my lungs, then every day is a blessing, you know? So, uh, yeah, that's me. Just I'm, I'm a father and I'm a husband who, uh, that's what, what I give my all to because of my background. You know, I grew up, you know, with, without a father, broken home. So I just feel like your greatest passion will always come from your deepest hurt. And my deepest hurt was, you know, my family tragedy. So that's who Steven is at the core is just a family man, family man. <laughs> How many kids? Yeah. What was your addition to Christianity? How many children? Uh, I just got one, just, just one son now, which is enough. <laughs> um, yeah. You're obviously it's, not South African. South Africans, we feel the more the merrier. What do you mean, just one? That's so. That's so. I don't know. Polite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you know, it, you know, we're thinking about another one. You know, because I see my son, and sometimes, you know, I want to, you know, spend some time with my wife, and then he comes banging on the door. You know, he's always in need of something, so it's just like it would be nice to. Hey, go play with your brother. Go play with your brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. Logic, yeah. Mm. Stephen, tell me about your wife as well. Obviously, the, the how long have you been married? Who is she? Yeah, yeah. So my wife, her name is Tierra Malcolm. We've been married for five years now. We've known each other for about eight years now. And uh, yeah, she works in the HR department at a like food service place here. Um, so she gets people jobs. And um, she's working on building her own business now. She wants to start an indoor play place for kids um, because that's like a hot dog stand where there's no hot dog stands in Grand Rapids. Um, and I feel like as parents, it's like those times where it's like wind down time where your kid can just go burn energy. We want to build that place for parents to bring their kids to burn off that last minute energy and then they can go to bed. So that's what she wants to do. That's what, you know, we're working towards for her. She's real passionate about just owning her own business um, throwing events. So she's a very driven person. Yeah. Okay, let's start to assume people know that background of yours. You did refer now to growing up in a household without your father and later without your mother as well. Just for those mm -hmm. who don't know, just give me that background for perspective when we talk about now. Yeah, so my father, uh, he's was a Jamaican immigrant and um, he um, got arrested when I was nine years old. And uh, so that was the last time I seen my father was when I was nine years old. Uh, he ended up dying in 2014 and I never got to see him again. So that played a huge, a huge role. And as a young man, every young man needs a father. And then my mom, she grew up and a lot of people don't know this. I, 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 don't, I share this at my shows from time to time, but my mother was sexually abused as a child by her stepdad. And that was after her real dad just abandoned her. 
So my mother's dad abandoned her. The, the stepdad comes in, sexually molests her. And then she goes and tells her mom and the mom doesn't believe her. She denies it. So my, so my mom ran away from home and grew up in group homes. And, you know, then they, they, they kick her out when she's 17 years old saying that she's grown. We all know we're not grown at 17 years old. And so my mother, you know, grew up in the streets and grew up in toxic relationships. My mother was in a relationship where the, the, the guy had her strung out on crack and prostituted. That's a real life story what? that my, yeah, on the, like the, there's a street here in Grand Rapids called Division and that's like prime street for like drugs and prostitution. And then I drive past it every day. And my mother at one time was prostituting out there. And so then she runs into my dad and, you know, he gets arrested. And so then it's just us. And so she clung to vices. She was addicted to pills, addicted to alcohol. And, you know, from all the abuse that she took as a, you know, and, and I see now as an adult, like, you know, I don't blame her for it. We all like fall back on something and just the trauma. My mother just came with so much trauma and it was just amazes me that she just loved on me so much because I said it in a recent song that she could have felt like love abandoned her. So she just abandoned all the love and would have could have abandoned me. My father wanted her to get an abortion. He gave her the money to get an abortion. Yeah. And she chose not to. And so I praise God for my mother now. And she went to rehab and she's sober now. And I, I got I had the honor to baptize her when I gave my life to Jesus. And so there's been redemption in the circle. But yeah, like I grew up no father because of drugs. And then I watched drugs and alcohol just run my mother to the ground. And I just really had to raise myself, me and my sister. We really had to raise ourselves. And so, you know, I'm not surprised when God came in the picture that I clung to that because I was always in need of a father, in need of some love and some hope and some peace. Okay, explain to me now. I mean, you're a father. So now you're on the other side of the fence, experiencing from a father's yeah. perspective now. And maybe because you're on that side and you're able to be giving now, you can even recognize more what was the deficiency in your life. If you had to look back at your childhood, what was mm -hmm. the effect of not having a dad? What did it do to your insights and even your perspective of God as a father? Yeah, I would say what it did to me as a youth growing up into to a young man and, and a man now, it, it, it made me wander a lot. It made me wander a lot. And that's not how God created us. God created us to have a leader and to follow as the leader follows. And so... I was wandering a lot and my life story is always, I had to live and learn. I had to live and learn instead of having someone say, no, 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 no. Don't go that way, go this way. And um, so, yeah, and when it comes to, to, to God, it, 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 being a father really shows me the relationship in every perspective from God, even like, we as human beings automatically like want what we want, even if it's not good for us. My son will drop something on the floor and I'm like, no, 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 no. Here's a clean one. And he wants the dirty one. And it's like, no. And he throws a fit. That reminds me of human nature. That's us. That is us. And the Lord is just like, no, I just want what's good for you, my child. If you would just stop your whining. So, yeah, I love it. I love it. But here's the thing. It's weird that it's a truth and it's not logical. 
but you look at your own dad and somehow the effect it has on your relationship with God, for instance, trust. Like if God mm. says, I'm going to do this, it's like it's harder for you to believe that he's going to do what he says he's going to do because your dad yeah. didn't. Did you experience that? Yeah. Trust um, issues. Man, trust issues. Mm. Yes. From you know where my trust issue comes in, and this is this is I mean you kind of really just showed me this just by saying this. I never really thought about it. Like I said, I I had to figure it out. I had to do a lot of wandering, and so yeah. Now my thing is, God, I'll do it. God, it's my time. I'm about to make this happen. Yeah. So my thing is, yeah, I I you know forget to trust in the Lord, and I'm like. I'm about to make this happen. I put it on my back because that's that's how my life has been. You know, I'm the I'm the successor in my family. It's always been on me, on my shoulders, and so I, I, I treat my my relationship and my trust with God like that sometimes. Yeah, Thanks. yeah. And the yeah. other thing is, like, for instance, a dad has got the right to discipline the children. A dad's got a look. He's got a presence an authority that comes just by virtue of being a dad. Mom is good cop. She's the one who's supposed to say, I'm so sorry, shame, shame, shame afterwards. Nah? And, and, yeah. and I've, I've found that then when God now is, does, does discipline in your life, because you didn't have that as a father, the, the loving, strong discipline that it, uh, there's, mm. it also comes in with a trust. It's like he has to keep proving that he loves you when he disciplines you even just because you didn't have yeah. that example as a dad. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I. Is yeah, it hard for you to discipline your son, for instance? No, no, it's, it's not, but the, the but the guilt does come. Like <laughs> I always make sure like, cause I'll pop him. Like I had to pop him the other night, man. He just was, I think he was just tired and, and just, I don't know. And yeah, I'll, I'll get to a point. I have a lot of grace, but then I'll, I'll, you know, he'll get me to a point where I'll give him a a little pop and then he straightens up. Um, But I always feel bad. Some like, sometimes I feel bad, but it's, it's when I explain to him why I did that, (laughs) then I feel a little better. But I remember the first time that I did and he went to mom he was like, daddy hurt me. And I felt so bad. I felt so bad, but I was like, you know what? He's got to learn because, you know, I have to raise him. I'll spoil his children, but him I have to raise. Yeah, so. no, that's the truth. So then we get to the music, obviously, and and music, as much as it is serious because it's Christian music that you are playing, and because you do hip hop. I mean, you've got a lot to say. That's the thing about hip hop. It's yeah. words. You get to say a lot. Yeah. But a lot of that is is the fun and the beauty and escape of making the music and just having the glorious, I don't know, the creation process. Do you enjoy your music a lot? Yes, I do. I've been falling more and more in love with it. Uh, shout out to COVID. I used to love performing and I still do love performing, but due to that happening it forced me to just start making more music and going in the studio and yes like the creation process i've been falling in love with i've been going to uh, europe and and recording in london and amsterdam and just soaking in inspiration and vibes and 
And it's like, yeah, I found myself this last trip, which was literally like a week ago. Um, I would write a verse and then there would be like more space. And, and he, the producer was like, all right, the hook comes in there. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I got more to say. <laughs> I'm not done yet. I, like, I just want to keep going. And so I'm, I've really found the beauty in the process of making the music. And then now with my son, that's all he wants to hear is daddy's music. So it's like, I love it, man. The music, I'm falling in love, falling in love. Okay, yeah. explain to me. Now, if you get to another country, what kind of inspiration do you have? That is, the, is it the culture? Is it the Christianity? What inspires you there? It's the culture because I am, yeah, I am a culture freak. Um, yeah, I'm a culture freak. I love soaking in different places, different people. And I love America. Shout out to America. But I've traveled a lot outside of the country. And I've found that just people are a little more loving in other countries. And, you know, just the culture, other cultures are more accepted. And there's just a freedom in who you are in other places. Um, and it's, it's, it's what I love. It's what gets my creative juices flowing is just seeing new things and experiencing and tasting new food, you know what I mean, and all that stuff. Have yeah. you been to South Africa is the obvious next question. If you want yeah, amazing, different kind of music and different kind of food, what do you mean you haven't been to South Africa yet? What's uh, wrong with you? <laughs> I know. I have not. I have not. And, you know, my video guy who has shot my last three videos, um, he, he's from South Africa. And so he's, he's told me all about the beauty and stuff, man. So I got to make my way there. Okay, let's get to your Christianity. I want to know how you got saved. Man, so I was here in Grand Rapids and, you know, regular kid, not into Christianity at all. Um, but then I, it was my senior year in high school and a bunch of people kept talking about this hip hop church. Now, a lot of people have never heard of a hip hop church, right? And me neither. And mm -mm. I come from the hip hop culture. And so one day I'm playing basketball at this rec center and I see a guy who I used to play high school basketball with. And me and that friend used to go to parties together. We used to wild out together. Like we used to party, party together. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then now fast forward here, he is in this gym inviting me to a church talking about he gave his life to Jesus. And like, like I said, I know this guy. And when he says he gives us like to Jesus, I'm like, okay, this must be a miracle. <laughs> and so, you know, he's like this hip hop church and then another person is hip hop church. So I'm like, okay, it's on a Saturday too, not a Sunday, which is different Saturday night. So instead of going to the club, let me go to this hip hop church. That was the vibes. That was my life when I was, you know, senior in high school, freshman in college. And I go to this church and I, I kid you not, imagine walking into a church filled with young, black, brown, Asian, young, old people. And then like everybody who is like leaders in like a capacity, like people at the door greeting you. It's youth. It's not like older people and they're dressed normal. No one's telling you to take off your hat or and they, they talk like me and but then the worship starts and it's hip hop and it's good hip hop, like it's dope. And then my, my this dude is on stage and he's dancing and he's he's like good, really good. And everything is really, really good. You know, like, we know 
culture. Good. Let's be real. Like, this is really, really good up here. But they're all praising the Lord. And then the kid gets off stage who literally was, he's the best dancer I've ever seen in person. And I'm like, yo, you killed it, bro. He's like, yo, glory to God. And it's this young black kid. I ain't never seen no young, talented brother praising the Lord. <laughs> I'm it blew me away, quite frankly. I'm like, yo, this is dope. And so I sat there and I learned about the most interesting man who was a thick, who was a real man who walked this earth named Jesus. And about these miracles that he performed, and about him loving me so much that he was tortured and died. And God, who we all ultimately at the end of the day know is real because we are breathing and we live in a place that never gets too hot, never gets too cold, and we breathe and we live and we love and we care. Sent this guy to die for me so I can live forever. That to me sounds like something I want. Mm. And so I accepted it. And God became my my heavenly father. And uh, I accepted Jesus in my heart. And uh, I was surrounded by real individuals, like not no play, play, fake pastor who is in for the money or touching on people or nothing. No, this pastor was from the streets, who was a gang leader, who gave his life to Christ, who now is converting people in the city that he used to shoot up. Um, and he's a, he's the realest guy I've ever met in my life. He became my spiritual father. He's the one who discipled me. I have a relationship with him to this day that is like that. And yeah, I've never seen anything crooked in this church because it's just young people who love Jesus, who come from just broken backgrounds and a lot of them just broken fatherlessness. And um, so I just feel like, yeah, the Lord placed me in the right place to speak to the people here in Grand Rapids um, who are also fatherless. So that's how I got involved with Christ. <laughs> okay, so so you, you were in the hip hop and that whole rap scene, I, my perception of that is a lot of swearing and they always diss yeah. your mother. I mean, they yeah. and they always have to wear the gold chains and big shirts. It's like this is the, the <laughs> whole idea. And then the moves, yeah. <laughs> the moves. Yeah. Like, so now, do, do, now obviously you can't keep on listening to that because it just doesn't gel with the spirit. So did you then discover yeah. or start your own stuff or start writing hip hop um, with that kind of? When when did that the music change in your insight? Uh, it changed immediately once I, once I felt God's calling and him saying, because there's a scripture in the Bible that says those who follow Christ will deny themselves, pick up their cross and follow Jesus. And so it's like, picking up your cross means dying. That's what Christ did. So it's just like, I have to die to everything that I, I did. And I literally sat, so I, I did have a rap group and I rapped a little bit like before I got saved. And so what I did is I got all the guys in the in the room together and I literally told them, I'm like, hey, y'all, I'm not going to be rapping about the women. I'm not going to rap about people's mamas <laughs> and the swearing. And some of them was like, oh, cool. You know, that's cool. You know, they, you know, doing it for God. That's good. Some of them were like, eh, you're kind of weird. Maybe you'll change his mind in a week. I got those vibes. But uh, yeah, I had to cut cut my guys off who I hung out with. Um, I had to stop listening to the, to the, to the mainstream music with all the cussing and craziness. And I had to, to work it uh, and let the spirit transform me. And yes, yeah, so I cut it all off. I cut it all off. Yep. Mm. 
Nothing into something like the new mm. single. I want to listen yeah. to the song now. We're going to play the song because, I mean, that's the point of releasing a new single. But I like yeah. to ask people, when I listen to the song now, what is it that you want me to get? What's the message that you want to hook into my heart? I want you to think about your lowest point in your life. Think about your lowest point in your life and think about your mindset, where you was at when you were there. It's over. It's done. I am done. I don't want to live or I want to drink. I want to do this. Just I, I can't make it. Think about that moment. And now take a deep breath and realize that you're living and you're at a better place in your life. Whatever that was, personally for me, it was God. God took me from nothing. I am a kid from a broken home, from a broken family, from a broken background, no father, mother struggled. And now I am a present father and a faithful husband. God can use anyone and anything and transform and take nothing and turn it into something. So that's what I want you to get. Know that you have been to nothing and God, at the end of the day, it was God that brought you to something. That's what I want you to get. And then I want them to keep on following you, following your ministry, being aware when you do new stuff and new things. How do they follow you? Yes, sir. So follow me anywhere, any social media, at all platforms at Stephen Malcolm. Okay, that's the name that my mother gave me. <laughs> so I love it. I'm gonna run with it. I'm the same guy off stage as I am on stage. So Stephen Malcolm is the name. So that's the game. Check me out. Come holler at me. I would love to chop it up and inspire you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know you can talk now. But what I know is if, if, if you can spell, because we do three spellings of Stephen here in South Africa. Spell the Stephen so they can find you. Yes, S-T-E-V-E-N. Last name Malcolm. <laughs> M-A-L-C-O-L-M. S-T-E-V-E-E-N. M-A-L-C-O-L-M. Listen, Stephen. That Galatians 2.20 you're referring to just now. May you always have the capacity to die to yourself. May it be something yes. that is possible. May you see where, where Satan wants to raise up anything against the knowledge of Jesus Christ. May it always be something that you recognize for what it is. Because the word says that if you set a trap in the sight of the bird, that they won't fall for it. Uh, that's what I want to mm. pray for you, that you see what is laid up before you, that you will recognize it. And as you walk around that trap and you don't fall into it, that those people who follow you will recognize the trap mm. that they wouldn't have seen if a Christian didn't show them the way how to get around that. With your lyrics, with your life, with your attitude, mm. with the joy that you have, may you be one of those who can lead people around traps into the presence of the Holy Spirit and of mm. Jesus Christ and may we have eternal effect on people's lives. Okay. Amen. Amen, sis. Thank you so much. Okay, well, he's done the talking. Yeah. Let's get him to, well, do we do we call it singing? Of course he sings a lot in this song. <laughs> Have a listen to it. It's the brand new single, Nothing Into Something by Stephen Malcolm. And it sounds like this. <laughs> 